my sinuses, the taste of the tongue, the lips and the teeth, <laughs> red leather, yellow, yellow, <laughs> I can't, there's no, what's the, um, do you know any tongue twisters, Daryl? Uh, she sells seashells by the seashore. She sells, she shit. I can't, I've never been able to do a single one. <laughs> I know, um, I, I sit in solemn silence in a dull, dark dock, right? Awaiting the sensation of a short, sharp shock from a cheap and chippy chopper on a big black block. <laughs> I think that's the Mikado. That's a pretty good one. I never yeah, Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, mouth athletes. Mouth athlete. Nope. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. Uh, this is No One Likes a Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. I am Nick, no, Sarah. I'm here with my cohort. That's like almost friend and co-host in one word. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're out here with the gang, the team. Daryl Wong team. in the house. Daryl Wong. Um, we are starting a new cycle, cycle 16, baby. We've come happening. a long way here. We've come a long way and also gone nowhere at the same time. <sighs> yeah. So this is the 16th time we will be watching through the nine movie canon of the Fast and the Furious series. Um, pay no attention to another very popular podcast who's decided to watch the entire series and review them on a uh, fucking like uh, paywalled secret RSS feed. It's fucked. There's a mm-hmm. there's a podcast out there. I don't want to advertise for them. Their name is Sawbones. Mm-hmm. What's the likelihood do you think that they listen to our podcast? 100% likelihood. 100% okay. indeed, yes. They are one of the listeners that we have every week, and they, they're, they're religious about it, and they've stolen our idea. Mm-hmm. And flipped it to become part of their fun drive. And then they've slapped it behind a paywall. And I want all our listeners out there to know we're vehemently against that. Mm-hmm. You know? Because this is a podcast for the people, all right? <laughs> We've said it for years. Podcast for the people. Okay? And uh, this will no- remain forever free. Mm-hmm. That's right. We've got... We've got no sponsorships. Since day one, it's all unpaid advertisements. I know that this pod, we have a segment here that really sounds like sponsorships sometimes, but it is not. (laughs) We do not get paid a cent for this pod. Uh Other than the beautiful, oh, love them. Love you guys. Four patrons that we have on our Patreon right now. Shout out to you guys. You Mm -hmm. guys rock. Um, but we watched the first movie, watched The Fast and the Furious from 2001, and, um, Darren, do you want to jump us off this cycle and just talk about what you need to talk about for this movie? Mm-hmm. Um, so related to this movie, um, uh, yeah, in the in-betweener, we watched, uh, Vin Diesel's Find Me Guilty, and one of the big topics of discussion was Vin Diesel's fake hair in that movie. Yeah. Obviously, Vin Diesel has no hair in this movie, but right. 
Um, in the time between the last episode that we recorded and this one here, Vin Diesel posted some um, young, like toddler pictures of himself mm. on a his lot of personal hair. Instagram. Yeah. Full head of hair. He Full looked hair. exactly almost. He looked exactly like the child version of Jackie D. Find me guilty. Whoa, thick. Sort of flowing. Is it yeah, a sort of flowing hair? It's poof. It's a big, thick, poofy Vin Diesel poof hair. Okay, I may have made a fact about Vin Diesel up in my head, but somewhere along the way, it's gotten stuck in my brain that we all know Vin Diesel's real name is Mark Sinclair, but Mark Sinclair has a twin brother who is a gingered, insane, short troll of a human being. <laughs> right? I I know he has a brother. I know his real name is Mark Sinclair. I don't think I've ever ventured so far as to find a picture of... Vin Diesel's twin brother? Vin Diesel's twin. All right, if you're out there, <laughs> let us know what you think Vin Diesel's twin brother looks like. I guess the most common answer we would get if we asked that question was like, probably looks like fucking Vin Diesel if they're twin <laughs> brothers. Probably looks like John Senna, really. Um, well, it's going to look like John Senna. <laughs> Cena, Senna, Cena, 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 Cena. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would say I have no fucking idea what his twin brother looks like. Mm-hmm. All I know is he has one. He has a mm-hmm. specifically a twin brother. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who? I think has hair. Uh-huh. Is the point I'm driving at. Mm-hmm. I think the f- f- follically was less challenged than 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 Vin. I was, I was I grew up I was follically challenged since mm-hmm. a young age. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. It rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I guess follically. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like follically. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. So. He is obviously losing his hair already in this movie. Yes? He's like 31, I think, when they shot this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, he's definitely losing his hair already. I don't know if that's the reason behind them shaving it. Does he have hair in Saving Private Ryan? I think, Which yes. Which was like his breakout shit. Uh, I think yes also. But I'm but I, not a hundred percent. I'm just looking it up. Right. It's it's deeply. Re- I think it's deeply recessed already. Yes, it is. In fact, okay. So for the most part, he locked out in that he was in a war film in which they all had big fucking helmets on the whole time. You can't <laughs> see his receding hairline. But when you do see when he does take it off, you do see it's it's a close cut. Right, mm-hmm. like this is not a bushy, beautiful head of hair. It's a close cut. It's darker though than it is in the Fast and the Furious, and mm-hmm. the shape of it, like you can see the the it sort of peak in the front and then just dagger back towards mm-hmm. his ear line and mm-hmm. go straight down. So uh, he's definitely already at a point where he's he's losing it. 
That's tough. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys have to sacrifice their hair to achieve greatness. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. Mm. Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel. So, Vin Diesel. I had a friend in college who lost his hair in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a fucking bummer, man. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just like a man's bummer. Yeah, I don't know I what mean, you do. I mean, I would go for it. If I, I have good hair, but if I started losing it, it would just, it'd be gone. I'd be, I, I would go bald. I just live my life as a bald guy. Carry extra sunscreen. But here's moisturize. the thing. I think we've talked about this on the pod before, but, you know, it's been a bit. As an actor, and, I mean, Vin's sort of almost luckier because he lost it so early that it's like your look is established as a bald person. Mm-hmm. But um, I did summer stock theater with this guy whose name I won't mention, but like he was 40 and he was like very boyish faced and he had um, sort of like black wavy hair and his roles that he would get were sort of younger. Like he was 40, but he would play like 26 to 33 or something. You know what I mean? Just sort of a Mm -hmm. younger trending face, but his hair was thinning up top for sure. Right. It was happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was like, okay, do I, he was like, he was at a crossroads in his life, basically in his career, because he was like, okay, do I shave my head or do I do what he ended up doing at least the time that I knew him, which was like, try to sort of bush some to the front Mm -hmm. and then comb it, do basically a comb over, not Mm -hmm. like a flat one, but like make like a facade of hair. That's sort of empty behind, but it looks better in the front because he was a stage actor and you could sort of get, you know, there's 30 feet between you and the audience. You're up a little bit higher for the most part and you can kind of get away with it, right? And uh, so that's what he did, at least the time that I knew him, which is a rough road to take. (laughs) So what's what's the deal with like, um, yeah, like hair regrowth products, right? Uh, like so, so like I know, yeah. Rogaine is like a product of the '90s. I'm sure they've made advances. There's a in... big, there's a big like gold rush for this pill. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. I remember I was seeing Subway ads at some point for like propofol or something stuff. like that. I don't yeah. Know. So what do those things? Do? What do those things do? Extremely do we know regrow your hair. Yeah, but like there's side effects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It extremely regrows your hair with some pretty serious side effects. Like, what are we talking about? Like, um, so the one that I know of that's, um, that's like uh, most common is um, you can have some men who have tried to regrow their hair with this whatever it is that mm-hmm. we can't remember. Um, have experienced periods of um, erectile dysfunction and impotence. Very bad. Specifically. Very bad. Yeah. That's that's honestly that's the that's the worst trade off. There's like you can you can have uh, yeah you can not be bald. It's the worst <laughs> trade off. It's the devil's decision. Uh-huh. It uh-huh. is the worst trade off. I think I could think of. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess if you're in the acting profession, then, yeah, what you got up top matters a lot, but... Uh, yeah, what you got going on down below. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, I, like, I can't think of a situation where, like, if I started losing my hair, it would affect me a lot. It's just like, all right, I'm a bald guy. It's cool now. I, it would so, affect me so significantly. It would affect me. So, it would have just, it would crush me. It would crush me. It would crush me. I... I don't know. I don't think I am going to lose my hair anytime soon. Like, past 60, I'm sort of like, I'm just in the hair. I've lost everything else. I might as well lose the hair at this point mm-hmm. anyway. And even if I at 60 I wanted to take the hair regrow stuff, I'm like, I'm probably impotent anyway. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it ain't happening for me in the first place. So I, 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 would, I would probably do something then. But if I started losing my hair in the next couple of years... <clears throat> Um, that's me knocking on wood. Sure, I mean, sure. would you, what if, uh, what if there was a way to, what if you, um, I'm too vain. What if you lost all your hair, but then your facial growth just like exploded? Was, it was amazing. You just had the most beautiful beard. Would you want to be like a bald guy with a, the bald guy with the beard is a lot with a world with a world class beard? No. The Rick Ross look. I'd rather have the hair. Yeah. I had bad I facial so. hair too. Like it's something I've definitely dealt with. Um, I'd rather have this shit on top of my head. <laughs> I love my hair. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I love my hair. You know, that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the things I'm most attached to. <laughs> so, I'm obviously cursing myself uh-huh. extremely by having this conversation. But yeah, it's important to me. Okay. So. Okay. And luckily, Vin Vin's a bigger man, both in stature and, uh, you know, uh, just just in terms of like being able to to let things go, like let things roll off his shoulders, going mm-hmm. going with the flow, sort mm-hmm. of ease of consciousness, uh, uh, not as anxiety ridden a person as I am. So he was just like whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> You go boy, you go ball. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. I don't know. Hey, okay. So moving on, is Brian O'Connor actually from Arizona? You like no? I feel like Brian feel Earl like Spillner, no fake ID. It's like, is McLovin really from Hawaii? Well, no, right, no. but. But, okay, first of all, <laughs> incredible McLovin reference. I haven't thought about McLovin. <laughs> One of the funniest jokes of, like, the 2010 era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, no, he's not from Arizona. But here's the other thing. I feel like he's also not from Southern California. Hmm. Yeah, you you think that there was history, or his his place of origin was not anywhere close to Barstow, California, where presumably in high school he met Roman Pierce. Barstow, Barstow, California. That's right, Barstow. 
See, I was trying to think, like, is there a thing in the movies that tells us where he's from and Barstow is it? So where? talk to me about Barstow. Where is Barstow? Uh, I don't actually know where it is. I assume it's a ra- it's I, I I assume it's in LA we County. We assume it's SoCal. Yeah, I assume it's SoCal, but right, we have the references to Noni's Denise and um it's <laughs> not- <laughs> I can't wait to get into it next week. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically it's near LA. It's right. inland of LA. It's sort of halfway between LA and Vegas. Mhm. Um well, okay, the reason I was going to go into that I don't think he's from L.A. is because he would be hanging out with fucking Dom Toretto already, mm. right? Like, the whole reason he joined, he became a cop is so he could race cars, right? He didn't have a good car racing culture when he was growing up. He didn't grow up, you know what I mean? And it's, like, impossible to get into it later in life. So he was like, what's the best way to become a street racer? Be a cop, go undercover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so his plan was to turn from the beginning, maybe. Of mm-hmm. like he needed, he wanted to uh, flip those keys around and hand them to Vin Diesel in the in the in the from the get go. Right, I, that's a good theory, right? Because the point of this movie is to establish that Brian can't race. Right, he can't race. He's got no skills. Right. Got a lead foot. He's a buster. Mm-hmm. He's a buster. But here's the other question. Okay, if that's true, if he can't race, which he kind of can, right? He comes in second of these, like, th- four people. But I think it's a uh, it's a cheated second, right? We're led to believe that oh, based like, on the... super nost his own car. He super nost it, and, like, yeah. that's, a, that's a thing. That's a bust a move any day of the week because, like, it part of... Bu- <laughs> that is a bust a move any day of the week. Any day of the week. Right, because okay. if you're tuning up your car, you're putting all that effort into it. Like, it's not about the nos; it's about it's really about the rider. It's not the ride. Well, yeah, and it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, <laughs> right? Winning's winning. So, but but in two, when we meet Roman Pierce, he's participating in a smash-up derby. Mm-hmm. So there is a sense, and I think that's done to give the sense that, like, Roman is familiar with cars and car things, right? Mm-hmm. He's not some joker boy he pulled off the street. And we know that because also Paul Walker says to Gallo's Pizza, they do the whole Gallo's Pizza scene where Gallo's Pizza doesn't know about cars. Mm-hmm. And he has to go, Brian has to go get somebody, guy he knew back in Barstow, Roman Pierce. Yeah, hold on, though. Yeah, Agent Dunn, though, like, um, that interaction is after presumably Brian's transformation from Busta at end of first movie, and then he drives across across the country, wins a bunch of street races, Mm -hmm. levels up his car, and then arrives in Florida. I do think one of the things, though, that pertains to this is the conversation that Vin and Paul, or, yeah, Vin and Brian have in the car, because... Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, no. That w- was that a fake? Hmm. Was the rap sheet for Brian Earl Spilner? I guess that was. It was fake. fake too. It was a plan. I've fake always too. assumed that's just a plan for them to find, right. for the Not mastermind we... Jesse to look you up on. He can find anything <laughs> on the web. That's so, right. That's right. That's right. And they knew that going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say with Tyrese is um, Roman Pierce knows his way around a vehicle, right? And if they grew up together as a, 
in childhood, that would make it plausible that Brian O'Connor also knew his way around a car with Roman, mm-hmm. sort of growing up, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't new to the scene, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like, is Brian O'Connor Agent Dunn in this movie? Like, is this movie if Agent Dunn had been given the keys to the castle? I think that's exactly. I think that's exactly who Brian O'Connor is. Oh, really? Yeah, I love it. Oh, really, O'Connor, aka Spilner, get out in the field over here. You think you got it? Show us. Yeah. It's it's not like they had a car expert. Like the LAPD and the FBI in this movie don't have a car expert to say, wait, 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 wait. Let's get somebody who knows their way around a vehicle and how to race it. Before we uh, sign off on this agent going undercover and potentially harming himself. Yeah, like, all right, Brian O'Connor, you're the first of your kind here. We're going to try this out. And he blew it. Yeah, he blew it. He blew it. Um, Speaking of blowing it, do you want to talk about our lives? You know? And how, like, at least for me, I consistently blow it. (laughs) Um, But... Uh, sort of, a, and aside from that is the fact that like I have products, services, things in my life that I like to use, right, to make me feel better about like completely creating a disaster out of my own life. Uh-huh. And um, we have a segment where we talk about those things on this podcast called a shout out. Shout out. Um, do you want to start us off this week? Talk about something I, you're using. I'd love to. So beautiful. Um. This week, I wanted to give a shout out to a Chrome browser extension mm. that has really changed it up for me over this here. This a new genre of shout out? Yeah. <laughs> is this a new genre? 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 Yeah, is it? Uh, I guess so. So, okay. like, uh, one of the main drawbacks to uh, six months of working from home is that I really only have to work or I really only get to work off of my laptop screen here mm-hmm. and I don't have the pleasure of having a bunch of different monitors do all my business. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the business that I do during the work day is watch YouTube videos Fuck. and I just found out that there is a Chrome extension that allows you to watch a YouTube video, but it puts it like a, a picture in picture, picture yeah. and you don't even have to be in browser. You can be doing Anything on your computer and have a little window yes. with your videos in it. All right, and what are you? What are you watching on you? Like, what's your on your sub list? What's on your uh, sub list, and then what's in like your sub notifications list? Oh, um, so I've got. I watch a lot of. I watch basically all of the donut media videos now. Are you familiar with know. them? I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, they're they're just a bunch of dudes, and they do. They have like a, a lot of side. Like a little bit, of, a lot of side channels now, but they mm-hmm. do um, a lot of car history, auto oh, cool. history, and they do some maintenance stuff, and they kind of tell the backstory. Or the, it's like it's educational from mm-hmm. like a technical perspective, but they also there's just a significant amount of history that they go through. Um, yeah, engineering, design, that sort of thing. But it's like it's so, very, it's very, ca- it's a very casual podcast. But I think since or at least in the last few months or so, they've been putting out daily content. If you want to, I think I watched one today about the history of 
Um, the Jeep Wrangler, what makes it a capable off-road vehicle. Um, they do stuff about, yeah, even small things. Like um, they have a series about a guy who is updated or like bought a crappy Miata and like mm. every week or so he'll do like one upgrade to it. Sort of the dream. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I've been watching a lot of those and I watched the Fast and the Furious this week in yep. uh, Picture in Picture. Well, Picture in Picture, Fast and Picture Furious. Picture. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah. Other than that, watch some. I, I try to watch like a little bit of um, Fortnite tutorials because oh, yeah. I'm, Absolutely. yeah, if I'm not, gotta get yeah, it. gotta get. I gotta right, get those. Gotta get I gotta get those pro tips. So if I'm not actually <laughs> playing never, the game, I, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Good luck with that. I it really works. It really. You know works. what? I've been watching. I want to. I want to jump out uh, and talk about. Baumgartner Restoration is a YouTube channel I watch, and it is okay. fucking sick. This bro is an art restorer. This has nothing to do with cars, but it's just <laughs> like he fucking like does this amazing work on these paintings that are. <laughs> these paintings come into his studio just fucking trashed, trashed, and like he does. It's like it's chill. It's so good. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It's almost like Zen. It's like. He just spends 30 minutes like walking through every step of the process. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Cool. This, um, is, this, this is fine arts? Are we, are we talking yeah, fine like art, oil, oil paintings? Oil paintings. Got it. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out. I I'm, I'm think mm-hmm. I'm wading into a new genre of shout out myself. I was thinking about this this week. I might even spin this off into a new podcast segment. <laughs> I want to talk about like values. Ooh, okay. I want to talk about values. And I specifically like want to talk about like values we get from these movies that we sort of can apply to us in real life, right? Might call it something like Toretto family values. Yeah. Okay. So in this movie, and obviously all the subsequent ones, the the family value that really comes through is loyalty, right? Like, Vin believes in it in a way not many people do, except for maybe the president. You know what I mean? (laughs) So um, I was thinking about loyalty a lot this week. I want to give a big shout-out to Barber Loyalty. If you are a person who walks into a barber shop and the barber who generally cuts your hair isn't there and the other person is like, I'll cut your hair and you're okay with that, fuck you for a- <laughs> Fuck you. You need... I believe a person should be 100% loyal to their barber maybe on a city-to-city basis. Mm-hmm. And... If you're not, like, I don't, how can you walk around life basically, like, switching from barber to barber? Like, you know what I mean? You just gotta stick with the person. And I honestly think you just gotta stick with the first person you get, basically. (laughs) I don't think you can go around shopping. I think if you get a haircut from somebody, you gotta be with that person for life. (laughs) (laughs) Do you... Uh, yeah, as part of this lifetime, uh, bond to your barber, do you always get the same haircut 
Or do you not even put in a request? You just do whatever. Is it that kind of? I get two different kind of types of haircuts. Mm-hmm. One, I get, um, as my hair is growing out, I get a sort of shape up as it, as we go along. So like every two weeks or so, I'll go in and have them trim around the ears, shape the back, you know, just get some things cleaned up mm-hmm. um, so that it doesn't look like a big poofy mess when it's growing out which it does right now but mm-hmm. um then once it gets to a sufficient length i'm just get tired of it i'm saying like just cut it short basically please mm-hmm. and then they do yeah my barber here is named ash he's a cool dude nice yeah yeah um, Turns my mustache sometimes oh nice cool. yeah, nice good job yeah. I mean, I yeah, I really like the barbershop experience. I like, I grew up going to barbershops. Mm-hmm. I had, I had a barber like for the for the duration of sort of the time that I was living in San Francisco. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a regular barber in a really long time. All right, so Daryl, you fall in this category of people who mm-hmm. need to sort of realign their values, right? <laughs> to yeah, the I mean. Way. That's true. That's true. I, I value loyalty and I really need to sort of establish some loyalty to a barber around here. But it's Corona season, you know, I can't be, I can't be out there getting cut from strangers. I know, this is like an, an inopportune shout out, but right. um, I can go to the barber <laughs> here in New Zealand. So like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, when you Think about, like, if today the barber, all of the barbers in New York City were open today, and you said to yourself, I need to get a haircut, what would be your first line of attack? Mm, interesting. So I've moved a little while since I had, like, a barber that I really liked. Mm-hmm. The one that I liked was actually the first one that I went to when I came to New York. Exactly. He was in. <laughs> exactly. This is what I'm saying, Daryl. It always works out 100% of the time that the first barber you go yeah. to is yeah. the best one for you. His name is Vincent. I don't, like, he was so fucking old. He was so fucking old when right. I went there. Yeah. And he was, like, he, he, uh, his shop was in Flatbush or something. And uh-huh. I went there. I was living over there. I was like, this old geezer can cut hair. Yeah. For and sure. I went back there a few times, but then I was like moving around and I like, I haven't been back, but like, if I think about a, a haircut, if I needed a haircut and I wanted one and I wanted the best one that I could get, I would go to Vincent. Yeah, there you go. Now just always go to Vincent every single time until he dies. Yeah. And then. Or you die. You die or he dies and then that's you it. You die or that's he the, dies. Yeah. Right. Uh, but right before he dies on his deathbed, <laughs> like as like obviously you you need to get on the visitors list mm-hmm. at the hospital. But in the hospital on his deathbed, right before he gasps his last words, lean into him and whisper in his ear, "I need another barber. Who should I go to?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll whisper back somebody an answer and then he'll die yeah and then you can go to that other person right hopefully he will have done his duty by then and uh produced offspring that also took up the profession also barb 
barbership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But, you know, some, some people fail us in life. Yeah. So yeah. just got to get a little wrecky and, uh, and let them go. Uh-huh. Let them go. Everything passes. You know, even our barbers. I'm going to move on past this segment, and let's get back to this movie, because i got mm-hmm. a couple little other things I want to talk about. Sure, go for it. Okay. Um, two, two little things. I thought it was interesting that Dom punched Tran at Race Wars when he punched Tran at Race Wars. Hmm. Um, so Tran's a dick to him the whole time. He shoots up his car with Lance the Pants. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he like insults him. He race, he knowingly races Jesse, even though he knows he's going to beat Jesse. Like he's sort of a dick about the Jesse race, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, getting mm-hmm. one of a nice Jetta, but like. You know Jesse can't afford to like lose this race, and I don't know why are you like racing him, right? So he yeah. fucks over Dom's crew, kind of, right? Right, and as the boss of his crew, Johnny Tran like should know that if he's gonna race somebody, it if he's be gonna Dom. race somebody from another crew, he needs to be racing the boss. It's boss not about boss. Yeah, that's like, so right. Right, Dom's not there racing Lance the Pants, right? If Dom's gonna race somebody on that crew, he's racing Johnny Tran. Johnny That's why Tran he asked him about it. Is racing Jesse like Jesse is a weakened, slow gazelle, mm-hmm. right? He's in the back of, he's trailing behind the back of the pack, and Johnny Tran is a, a beautiful lion who just picks him off. It's you know? disrespectful, but it's totally I mean, disrespectful. Johnny Tran's kind of disrespectful. Exactly, but then, so here's what I'm saying: is like when they're arguing at race wars. Johnny Tran is like, SWAT came into my house, disrespected my whole family. And he's like, all because someone narked, someone knocked, flipped, someone from Someone knocked crew, me out. Someone knocked, knocked me, out, me out. And it was you. And then Dom punches him in the face, right? So, like, Dom can take the disrespect to his crew. Dom can take the, like, de- destruction of his property. The thing that Gadam can't take is like the insult to his integrity. Mm-hmm. That he would ever cooperate with police, narc out somebody else, you know, like disrespect the honor code of of the the core racing community. Mm-hmm. And like that is what sets Dom off to punch him in the face to like get physical with it. You know? Right. I never knocked on nobody. I never knocked on nobody. That's nobody right. <laughs> It's, like, it's almost Al. We're almost getting Al Pacino on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's and that's why I think like watching that Find Me Guilty was such the such a perfect movie to watch, sort of as an in betweener here. Because yeah. if yeah, I mean, Find Me Guilty came after this after Fast and the Furious, but there is something about yeah, Vin Diesel or yeah, Dominic Toretto the character, but also Vin Diesel the guy. We've talked before about this crossover mm. between like. Dominic Toretto, the character, and Vin Diesel, the person, sort mm-hmm. of like merging together into one thing. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, Vin Don't Snitch, like uh, 
core value, right, right. permeates right. through. It permeates really through across multiple movies, multiple characters, yep. and this loyalty. Like, don't snitch. Like, yeah, don't report to the cops. It really extends to like him as an actor and how he interacts with even the people, Riddick series, which, by the way, we will be reviewing on our Patreon. <laughs> Even the Riddick series, you see this transition from like complete loner mentality and disloyalty to everybody to like the series about learning loyalty and friendship in this person, right? Mm -hmm. And how like that value is important. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was interesting that like that's the thing that finally snapped Vin, right? It's mm -hmm. like he can basically, he's very stoic, he can take a lot. But the thing he can't take is like an a, a, an insult to his integrity, mm -hmm. you know. You got anything else you want to talk about? Mm. I think that's got. I think that's all I've got. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had small ones like. I think Jesse really believes, like, what? yeah, Jesse really believes that it's the rider and not the ride. Right, like yeah, he know he knows that what Je what Je what Johnny Tran has under his hood, but either he's delu is he delusional? Like completely so yeah, he's well, he's is, wrapped like, up. Yeah, I guess that doesn't make sense. Why? All right, first of all, he says like doesn't matter what this guy's got under his hood, doesn't he say that? Mm -hmm. He's not like what Johnny Tran. The person we all know and dislike has under his hood and who has it out for us from the right. beginning. It's like this guy, it's like, Jesse, you know it's Johnny Tran. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. You know who yeah. this is. But um, he's also just delusional. He, I think he does believe that it's the ride or not the ride, but like he, he's so self deprecating throughout the whole movie that that doesn't really make that much sense, right? He's right. like, all about where like, did he yeah. Yeah, where did he find where did he find that confidence to like go and do that? And right, that that in um that in contrast to like, oh, you should be at MIT, I got the eighty, whatever you call it, right? It, yeah. But I don't know. I think uh yeah, watch yeah, watching this movie in that particular sort of uh contrast between those two sides of Jesse, I think um I don't know. Um, sure, showed something different and it added a little bit more complexity to like his personal, I don't know, anxiety and issues and stuff, right? Because I don't know, kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, it completely goes back and forth, and he he. Like he knows he's the one they take care of, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he knows he's the one that, like, all the other guys make sure they look after. Mm -hmm. So what makes him think he has the medal to, like, go up against Johnny, Johnny Tran? It doesn't make any mm -hmm. sense to me, basically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Jesse's an oddball. Thank God he's dead. Mm. <laughs> I... <laughs> Leon needs to come back. Jesse, I could live without. Uh, did you know the firearms consultant on this movie was named Paul Walker III? Excuse me? <laughs> I watched the credits this week, which is something I, I I'll never do. Uh -huh. 
I watched them all the way through. And I was like, just for fun, because there's like some weird, like fun little graphic things where like these 3D cars sort of racing around, even on the later credits, you know? Mm. And like there's this whole Ja Rule song, which is so fucking bad. But like the beginning is kind of good, so I like didn't know how bad it was. The, like, eh, eh, Ja Rule Fast Furious. <laughs> like that one? <laughs> it's my time. Everybody. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Um, it's not a very good song, but I was just looking at these credits and all of a sudden it says firearms consultant, Paul Walker, the third, no, rela- confirmed no relation to Paul I Walker, haven't confirmed Paul no Walker. relation, but you can't, it can't be like brothers. They're, they're okay. There what either if, is what if it no was relation or it's the same person in a mustache. <laughs> that is the only two options. <laughs> Right. So we so we've got a we've got a third um we've got yeah we've got another alternate identity right we've got Paul Walker we've got Brian O'Connor we've got Brian Earl Spillner and we've got Paul Walker the third and he is also Paul Walker the third is the dad of Paul Walker Cody Walker is he? and Caleb Walker for real for real for real for real I just looked Whoa. it up I was like it's gotta gotta be a relationship gotta there. be. Wow. So Paul That's Walker, cool. the Paul Walker, Paul Walker, is Paul Walker the fourth. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Next episode. That I don't know. That is incredible. <laughs> That's an incredible vibe. That's so great. All right. We got to find out more about Paul Walker 2 and Paul Walker 1. Oh, my episodes. God. Yes. We, of, yeah. course, yes. of course, have to, of course, have to find out more about Paul Walker the first yeah. and Paul Walker Jr. <laughs> Wow. Uh, that also being said, I, I really think we need to m- make a conscious effort on this podcast. Whenever we refer to Paul Walker, we obviously need to call him Paul Walker the Fourth <laughs> every every single time. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly yeah. agree. Yeah. That's an incredible discovery. Wow. Shit. All right. So he's a <laughs> firearms consultant. Yeah. I mean, I. I guess. I don't want to speak for... I don't want to speak for anything. Because... Like, I don't know what this guy's deal is. Sometimes, sometimes people get on movies, people get family members to, like, you know, talk about talk with the crew about something they know about. Like, I'm sure Paul Walker III knows about firearms and paul walker mm-hmm. the fourth was like oh get my dad to run you through it you know mm-hmm. and they pay him a little money and he like have him come in and give a little mm-hmm. you know showcase or something like that or that he could be like a he could be a true expert in in the field. firearms firearm safety um yeah i want i watched a um top shot i watched the most recent season of top shot it's basically a reality TV show where um, a bunch of goof-offs, some ex-military, some just like hobbyists, um, compete in events where they shoot guns and they right. shoot like, yeah, like World War II guns. And, fast? Yeah. Fast guns? Uh, or are they... Uh, are they... Is it like... I've seen like revolver, like cowboy, like pop, 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 like that kind of thing, or is they, it? Like... They they do a little bit of everything, right? They okay. do everything. They do like um, 
Yeah, they'll do like everything from muskets to uh, sniper, like high end, like sniper rifles. They've got ARs, pistols, and they do all of these like obstacle course style challenges. And they, yeah, they boat people off the desert, they boat people out of the desert and stuff. I don't know. I got I got lost at some point. And I watched that whole series. So Sick. It would be sweet. If Paul Walker the Third was one of those guys. Yeah, too. they should get him on the show. I mean, I follow Cody Walker on mm-hmm. Instagram, I think. Okay. And he seems to be a really a real car guy. Cool. You know? So and like doing real car stuff and like racing and track days and hangs out with hangs out with Sung Kang sometimes. That's pretty cool. Actually. Like I think they're buds. Cool. Um and they like build car shit together, but but it, so it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if Paul Walker III really was a firearm. You know what I mean? Like, they seem to have legitimate interests in these areas of their lives. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll do a little bit of digging and more to come next I'm time. I'm going to dig in on Paul Walker III and Paul Walker II and Paul Walker <laughs> I really need to know. I really, 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 really need to know. Um, anyway, that's it from, from this side of the world. If you want to um, talk to us, I don't know, if you want to engage, that's like a buzzword. If you want to engage with us, you can do so at Nolt Podcast on Twitter, N-O-L-T-T. You can also find us on Instagram, No One Likes to Tune a Podcast, or Facebook.com slash No One Likes to Tune a Podcast, Patreon.com slash No One Likes to Tune a Podcast, no one likes to do a podcast at gmail.com, and you can always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. No one likes to do a podcast. I think that's it, right? We're done? I think you nailed them. That's all uh, of them. Yeah. And Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. It's Spotify. new. <laughs> do you use Spotify? I, I pay for Spotify, but I Whoa. almost rarely use it. Whoa. Which is, but I feel like I, I justify it because like the times where I do use it, I can't fucking stand listening to commercials. And it's... Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's basically worth the $10 to listen to something new and not listen to advertisements. We're getting in a tangent right now, but I have Apple Music, and I'm into it, basically. Yeah? I have the, the competitor. I'm on a family plan. Oh. So it's like you can all... Four people all pitching in five bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I listen to whatever the fuck I want, whatever the fuck I want. I think I was on Apple Music for one to three months, depending on how long they offered that to me. Yeah, Yeah, the one to to three months. I feel like it it had less selection. Oh, interesting. Like actual catalog selection. It had less stuff that I could find. I have found two things that I wanted to listen to that were I was annoyed I couldn't. One is the mm. full Tokyo Drift soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which they have some things that are blocked. I don't know if they're region blocked that I can't listen to them here or whatever. Yeah. And the other is another soundtrack for Inside Lewin Davis. You ever see that movie? I didn't see it, but it's like folk music soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was pretty good. And they have like two of the twelve songs unlocked. And the rest I are know. not listenable. I know for sure the next time I get in my Volkswagen Tig one, I am absolutely logging into Spotify and mm-hmm. seeing if they have 
the Tokyo soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. Do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, brother, man. I'll catch you next week. Sounds good. We'll talk soon.